It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, joining me on Locked On Raptors from the bowels of the ACC after the Raptors beat the New Orleans Pelicans uh, 122-118. To my left, it's Joseph Cacharo. What's up? Across from me, it's Dan Reynolds. How we doing? Very good. Uh, The Raptors just played what I would classify as a really fun game. It might not have been like something that Dwayne Casey's excited about, per se. You know, the, the defense was pretty bad. They gave up 118 points. They gave up 54% shooting. Not the best, but overall, like, a really entertaining game and the kind of game that makes the regular season slog, you know, a little more lively, a little more light and fun. Uh, Joey Cash, what is your number one takeaway from this uh, game? My number one takeaway is that it kind of made us look ridiculous because if you remember in that Facebook Live we did before the game about three hours ago, at least I did. I think you guys agreed yep. that you know this was going to be the game they need their depth of big men because like JV and Ibaka probably can't do the job. And then it, it was the exact opposite. JV and Ibaka, I thought, for the most part, were great. Yeah. And especially containing the boogie-brow combo. And it was the young bigs tonight that kind of struggled. Pirtle was good in stretches, but for the most part, I think they were kind of overmatched. You know, yeah. Bebe came in and took three fouls in 90 seconds. Yeah. Pascal didn't have his best game. Again, Yak was like okay in stretches, but it ended up that their two, you know, traditional power forward center combo actually was really good for them on both ends of the court. Yeah, I thought Jonas played incredible defensively on Boogie in particular, and you know they forced him to eight of 24 shooting. That's hard to do. That's very like vintage early season with the Kings last season. Six Boogie. turnovers, dude. Yeah, six got turnovers. Frustrated. He yeah, frustrated. he got a tech just before halftime. Uh, he was visibly frustrated. He, he had a quote after the game uh, asking about one of the turnovers he was forced, and, then, and, and Jonas forcing him into it, and he said, well, it, it was what, what was yeah. it? You were in the so, locker room. So I'm it wasn't, this. no one even had room. mentioned Jonas. They, uh, <laughs> someone had asked him about. Oh, really? Right, yeah. Oh, so, so the they, plot thickens. Exactly, yeah. No, they, um, <laughs> the question was, and I I don't remember who it was that asked it, but the question was that, um, you know, yeah, I think all six turnovers came in the first half, actually. Yeah, yeah. And just if there was something different, the de- like, he saw defensively first half, the second half that was kind of forcing him into that, or if he did something different in the second half to clean it up, and his immediate response just went to, like one of the turnovers was 
um, you know, Jonas had a flop. He's great at that. <laughs> so I showed that tweet, Joe's tweet, to Jonas, and he and he kind of was like smiling and saying, oh, "I've never flopped in my life." <laughs> and I think it's funny. Those two guys, I think it goes back all the way to like Eurobasket. That international. They have they have an interesting thing, and you can see Jonas kind of plays dumb. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't get fired up. Yeah. He doesn't get in anyone's face. Yeah. He just keeps doing his thing, and obviously Demarcus gets more and more amped up. And I feel like the line of questioning—I uh, saw some of the guys in the locker room asking Jonas about that. Like, how do you prepare? What are you doing? Yeah. How, what is your response? And they were asking Pirtle the same thing. Like, here he is. Like, Pirtle's throwing out there to guard Demarcus, yeah. who, who is obviously like everything about him is loud. His game is loud. Yeah. His person is loud. And then Pirtle is kind of like this—you know—he's still figuring out his way in the league, and he's still. You know, trying to figure out what he can do against some of these guys, and it was interesting to see the juxtaposition because, as you said, it ended up being the vet, the veteran guys, Jonas and Serge, who you know could contain them. Yeah. And of course, then it became all about uh, Drew Holiday. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is Drew, Drew Holiday <laughs> destroying the Raptors? It's two two times in a row. And Jameer Nelson. Yeah, and Jameer yeah, Nelson. Jameer Nelson. Uh, yeah, Jameer like cooked you know, uh, Kyle Lowry on one pump fake and got to the rim, and it yeah. was. Very strange. It was a very upside down game. Uh, that Jonas and Ibaka front court playing really well. You had uh, just weird stuff happening. Demar hit two straight threes. To he had a four uh, threes in a row that he made, stretching back to last game after the first quarter. He took five in the first quarter. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. And, and one of them was uh, the one he hit was a great like sort of curl, like a yeah. break. Like it wasn't a corner set shot three. It was like an on the move three. Yeah, like, I am right. not sure exactly what his three point percentage on the season is now, but I think it's creeping up towards like thirty five percent, which is, I mean, a very small sample, but it's encouraging, and he's very willing to take them. It seems uh, he's up in terms of per, uh, attempts per game as well. Um, yeah, it's a very strange game. Weird stuff happened. Um, Jonas playing excellent defense was one of them. Anthony Davis only getting sixteen points really uh, after those two. We we did our Facebook live before the game and we set the over under for Boogie and Davis points combined as like a tongue in cheek seventy. Well we got halfway there. Reynolds was the only one to take the under because he doesn't like I fun. Knew it. I knew it. Doesn't like fun. But like this was still a fun game where a lot of weird oh, things happened. The starting five looked good. And, the and then we lost on the over though on the on the point total though, oh, the line. It yeah, was yeah, minus, the, it was minus five point five. Yeah, yeah. The it ended. It, the closing cover. line was just a flat five, but still they only yeah. won by four. Yeah, Dang. and then um, OG earning some closing time too. Yeah, the the closing lineup was the starting lineup except OG in for Norm. Yeah, which I thought the Casey called a timeout. Or sorry, the Pelicans called a timeout mm. that Casey then followed up with a timeout. I think there was like three three twenty. Three, yeah, yeah, something like that yeah. left in the game. And I thought for sure at that point, OG had just had the turnover. Yeah. I thought, okay, you know what? He kind of gave him some burn, and he'll probably get Norm in there now. Yeah. We just close with the starting lineup. But it's Casey's credit. He saw something in OG probably defensively, and he left him in there. And, and OG kind of repaid his faith. He had a couple moments where he gambled. Yeah. Uh, for he sure. Did. He definitely but, dove out there. But he, he, he recovered. recovered so yeah. yeah. And I think uh, Joe Wolfon, one of my coworkers at the score, tweeted out a gif yeah. of like, OG being a maniac or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was steal, one yeah. of those those yeah. moments where he went for a steal, pretty sure he ended up around half court, like center Over court, half court yeah. took two steps and recovered back to the three-point line to close out on a shooter. There's two things with that. I find that fascinating. Um, like Dwayne Casey has said, like he, he doesn't want to have to say giddy up to somebody. He, want, yeah. he wants to say, you know, he did, yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Or, sorry, sorry, the other way around. Yeah. He, he doesn't mind saying whoa to somebody. He doesn't want to have to say giddy up. But you see OG. Yeah. He, he, the way he like his speed, he's, he's like deceptively fast. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like he, yeah. you see him going around the court, it doesn't seem like he's exerting himself that hard. He's and all a pretty freak athlete. And then all of a sudden you see him take off. You're like, yeah. oh wow, okay, all right. But and, but he doesn't he doesn't need to use it all the no. time. Yeah. And ultimately he was the antidote for Drew Holiday in this game as well. Yeah. Switched yeah. on him, switched yeah. on to Anthony Davis a couple times. Yeah. Uh, after the game, Casey said he's going to be a really special defender for us. And the fact that he's 11 games into his NBA career and he's already getting that kind of praise and that kind of trust late in the game, in which defense really ailed the Raptors. I mean. That is uh, that's really impressive. And, and, 
And it, was, ahead. And, it yeah. was, and it was a nice thing they could switch back and forth between him and CJ. Then they bring CJ in and yeah. just a little more threatening with the threes, even though Miles had a, a relatively quiet game uh, in the second half anyway. How many uh, closing lineups is that now for the Raptors this season? <laughs> I think they've, they've had more closing lineups than games played, if yeah. that's possible. <laughs> Count. Um, yeah. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. But yeah, I know, just going back to what you were mentioning about uh, the praise <laughs> yeah. that Dwayne heaped on OG after the game, it really says something to you. I think it's a testament to his ability. Like We were just talking about how he was able to recover despite some of those gambles. And especially for a guy like Dwayne, um, Casey, and we all know this, is the type of coach that uh, things like gambles yeah. that you know lead to open threes and things like that are are what's going to get you in his doghouse. And I don't yeah, mean he and Kyle Lowry fought about that. right, yeah. right. So the fact that OG is doing those things and kind of making those rookie mistakes, and yet you still have Casey trusting him in closing, you know, in crunch time minutes of a, a tight game, and then also saying after the game, you know, this guy's going to be a special defender, just kind of shows you his ability yeah. that he's so naturally freakish athletically and defensively that he can he can do some things that other guys could never get away with but again I think it's also his awareness right like I think I think that's the thing I think that's what you saw with Siakam where it's like yes the, the athleticism is obviously there but it's like okay what how can he leverage it I right think you're seeing that with OG where it's like the athleticism is there but it's like he's crafty about already like you can just imagine in a few years but he's already sort of showing a little bit of craftiness in terms of how he wants to use what do you guys think of uh, DeMar tonight? I thought his playmaking was kind of incredible. Uh, 33 and 8, that is, uh, I think that's a season high in assists for him. Uh, he had one assist from his ass to Kyle Lowry for a three. I thought both Kyle and DeMar looked like really good tonight. Kyle still uh, not getting past the 20 point mark. Uh, he. The, the Pelicans might have been able to foul him with like 10 seconds left when it was a four-point game to get him over that mark, but uh, didn't quite get it. I, I'm not concerned, though, because uh, he looked really good tonight. His defense was a little iffy. It was probably his worst defensive game of the season, but I thought his offense looked great. His shot looked pure. Uh, he was he was 4-10 from three, which you know he's putting up the volume you want to see, and uh, it seems like he's rounding into form, which is a big sigh of relief, I think. Yeah, I think for the most part, last even going back, I think was it in L.A., he had the triple-double. Uh, he's had a couple bad games since then. Obviously, the Washington game was a disaster. Yeah. But for the most part, I think he's. you can start to see he's coming into his own. Um, earlier tonight, he looked pretty bad. The first quarter, I think he had two points and two dimes. He got pulled earlier than usual, didn't look very happy about it, and it yeah. kind of seemed like, oh, man, what, you know, what's going on with Kyle? Yeah. And then he just kind of picked up steam as the game went along. Yeah. And then you look at the... You know, the box score at the end of the night, he finished with 18, 7, and 6 and yeah. had, like, an effective field goal percentage of 68 or 69. Yeah. You know, he, he had a really good game. So, you know, that's what you want to see from Kyle is his ability to kind of fight through maybe moments that he doesn't look like himself and still, at the end of the day, give them what they need. As a pair, I think that's, that's sort of almost like the ideal 
I mean, just in terms of box score numbers, that's almost like almost the ideal mix. DeRozan's the sort of high higher volume shooter. Yeah. He's going to give you your points. I mean, the assists are incredible because again, that's something now we really look. Not so much that we want to see him passing the ball all the time, but that he's able to identify obvious passes to right. make and, he, and making the right play. And then Lowry, he'll never probably, he's never going to, I mean, consistently not going to be as high a score. We know that. But but again, that sort of box score contribution where you look at it and you look and see efficiency for the most part and different things, rebounding, you know, steals. His defense is a bit of a concern, partly because it feels like every game he's getting by he's some. had some really good defensive games yeah. this season, though, so I'm not. That's too fair. About that's that. fair. I, I know. I know. Lario is always kind of able to, to yeah. turn it up when he wants it. Yeah. Just, it's just when you see these like sudden like performances by guys, it's like oh. The one thing I will sudden, say you know. tonight is Drew started to cook actually when Lowry came off. Like Drew, I don't remember in the first okay. few minutes him going nuts. Yeah, it was mostly against the lawn. He started in the second to cook when against really that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. Delon, who's well, you know, had, actually had, solid defender. I do remember he had ten in the first quarter and fourteen in the second. That's and then but then oh, it's interesting. He scored in bunches. Started to taper off. He had yeah. like two in the fourth quarter, yeah. so yeah. which uh, was you know when it really mattered. So I mean that's typical Lowry too, right? Yeah. So, also nice with the passing was like the Raptors' bigs tonight. We talked about Ibaka and Jonas on defense, but both of them made a couple pretty nice passes. Ibaka had three assists. Uh, Valanciunas had two. Pirtle had two nice yeah. assists as well. One of them I think was to OG for a three in the corner. It yes. Might have been Miles. Uh, but the the passing, the big passing from him was like I'm not sure it's something you can expect to see, but it was really nice to see at least in spurts. Uh, Ibaka had a nice pass to Norm for a catch and shoot three in the first. Jonas had like a dart after an offensive yes. rebound under the basket to surge in the corner, which was huge. That was I think in the was that in the fourth quarter? I, th- I think it was. It was late, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, that yeah. was in crunch time. That was one of the other upside down things that happened in this game. Jonas firing darts to the corner. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, was this Ibaka's best game as a Raptor playoffs notwithstanding? I think um, I'm remembering a game again. It was a game against Portland, I think, where he scored he was, like yeah. ten straight points. And, and, like, when he first his got debut with the Raps, his two-way yeah. de- against Boston when yeah, him and PJ awesome. kind of carried them that yeah. night. Was good, but yeah, this might have been his most complete game as a Raptor. Yeah. He was really good. He wasn't forcing anything offensively, and I swear, I think uh, Serge has made more passes. Yeah, uh, yeah, to the corner or like to find a cutter to find a shooter in the last three games that he made in his first like eight years in the NBA combined. It was something he never did. Yeah, like if he catches the ball in the post, Serge is not passing the ball. Like yeah. that's it. He's made some like nice finds in the last few games off those plays where they dump it into him. He finds either someone in the corner, a cutter, or he's even finding guys like he'll get the ball around the perimeter, and that was usually. He's either shooting or driving. There's no <laughs> other option. Now he's actually moving the ball or seeing if someone else can come relieve him. So. There's something happening there on the pick and roll too, where they're, they're making that pass to the middle. Yeah. And he's finding the, the kick out on the move. To I mean, we already sort of knew Yak could do it. We were questioning whether Jonas could be do it consistently. We saw problems. Yeah. Like he's gotten better at it. And then yeah, Serge was kind of the missing link, where it was like, well, of the three, he's the most offensively talented, let's yeah. say. But at the same time, it's like, geez, could you pass the ball? You know, yeah. once or twice. Once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is, it is encouraging. And I think. This goes back to the point, except sort of with Lowry too, where these guys kind of round their way into form, and there were games definitely yeah. where you could tell Serge was like, "Eh, I'm yeah. gonna jog this one." <laughs> yeah, this season started you know, a little early. Yeah, and so now it's like he's, he's coming after two guys who are definitely the top, you know, Davis yeah. and, and Cousins, and you could tell he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to beat them. Culture yeah. reset, baby. 
it's uh, yeah. it's setting in. Yeah, Serge has looked a lot more in rhythm the last couple of games. He's not really going like large Terrence Ross on the game and like trying to pull up from wherever. He still he's, has this thing where he kind of bursts. He like, does. All of a sudden, yeah, he's like yeah. all of a sudden every shot is his. He starts to feel himself a little bit. But someone, that's someone, fine. You need a gunner at some point. Someone man. joked on Twitter that after two, if he hits two baskets in a row, the next time oh, he's yeah. hitting the ball, he's shooting yeah. 100. Yeah. No, 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 it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We, Jonas yeah. also made another really nice pass to Lowry on a cut. I thought Lowry's cutting tonight was like really smart. Maybe he's getting more comfortable off the ball. Yeah, I think it's 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 a process. I think for Lowry and DeRozan more than anybody, I think it's a process, and I think DeRozan was struggling with it more early in the season to find a try to find his spots. I think Lowry probably is taking up the mantle as the guy who's the slow, like the furthest behind catching up. But uh, he looked really good tonight. The Raptors looked overall. I think the offense was good, and I made this point after the game. Like I think this was the best defensive performance in which a team gave up 118 points yeah. on 54 percent yeah. shooting yeah. ever, uh, because they held the two guys that you want to hold down yep. down. Uh, and overall, like the, they closed it out. OG's defense was really nice. So, good performance all around. Joey, Joey Cash, want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having Dan me. Dan Reynolds, thanks to you as well, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> wow, got yeah. a cold show. No, at the end. I love you. you. You can follow Dan at aka underscore Reynolds. He'll probably tweet from LA a lot next week when That's he's true. on vacation. That's true. some fun photos. I Joseph Vicharo on Twitter as well. Read his stuff for the score. Uh, you can follow me at Woodley Sean. Sorry for the crudely recorded episode and the short one tonight. I got to catch a train in four minutes. So oh here's hoping I can get it. I'm going to post this on the train, so I'm not going to have very much production value for it. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Follow the show at Lockdown Raptors. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, all those fun things. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Cheers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.